Rough Greens. Uh, the first time I fed Rough Greens to my dog, Uno. Where's Uno? Come here, Uno. Come on, buddy. Come on. Ever since I started feeding uh, Rough Greens to my dog, Uno, he is a different puppy, aren't you? He is uh, nine now, which is very old for a oh, for a German Shepherd, but he is like he's three again. I want you to try Rough Greens if your dog will eat it. Uh, dogs generally love it. Your dog loves it, right, Pat? She won't eat her food without it. Yeah, she loves yeah. it. Um, yeah, loves it. If if your dog will eat it, you will see over the months a real change in your dog. Uh, he wolfs it down, and he has changed. Rough Greens, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. That's with two N's. Or Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash Beck. All right, back in a minute. it anymore i honestly cannot take it anymore how stupid are you seriously that's what you have to start asking your friends who voted for this president how stupid do they think you are and are you that stupid the things that they are now that's spilling out of their mouths is absolutely incredible and i'm not just not going down that road so uh bullcrap uh, I'm going to be calling it uh, over the next uh, three hours. And there's a lot of bull crap to shovel. And uh, I'm going to put it back over on their side of the fence. In 60 seconds, we begin. The Glenn Beck Program. Kent writes in from Arkansas about his experience with Relief Factory. He says, I've been taking Relief Factory for about three months now. And I am amazed at how much pain has decreased and gone in rainy weather i would be in ridiculous pain wanting to crawl into bed and just cry at this writing it's been raining all day and i feel just fine before relief factor i never had a day when something didn't hurt now most days i have the greatest quality of life thank you thank you thank you relief factor Maybe you've been where Kent was. I know I have. Sometimes you're in the grip of pain and crawling into bed and crying just seems like the only thing to do, but it's not. If you haven't tried Relief Factor, please try it. Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. Okay. Alrighty. So uh, I don't know about you, but I I can't take it anymore. The the chief economic uh, uh, correspondent for the New York Times today, or no NPR, was uh, on there. You know NPR today, whatever that thing is, and uh, I'm listening to it, and they're talking about the job numbers coming out. 
And there's several reasons, uh, several reasons why uh, the job numbers are so bad and uh, we don't seem to be growing. And, well, a lot of it is people still don't feel safe to go outside and go back to work. And uh, also there's a lot of mothers out there who just are still taking care of their kids because, you know, school's not in. It's the summer. And uh, and there are some Republican theories that maybe uh, this maybe this uh, this extra money that's coming in every month that's starting to play a role and uh, Americans are just staying home. But that's a that's an organ that the Republicans are playing. Okay, this is your chief economic correspondent. What a moron! That's exactly why no one's going back to work. If people needed jobs, there's plenty of jobs to be had. Plenty. Let me give you the next BS. AOC. Now, I do we have the audio of this? I just, I mean, how dumb do you have to be? Listen to this from AOC. When you actually open the door to a jail and look at who's inside, an enormous amount of people uh-huh. are dealing with untreated mental health issues. And it is not mm. acceptable for us to use jails as garbage, garbage, dispo- garbage uh, uh, bins for human beings. We need to treat people yeah. and see them as human And so right. it is not a place for us to throw people for whom we don't want to invest in the actual holistic issues of their lives. If we want to reduce violent crime, if we want to reduce the number of people in our jails, the answer is to stop building more of them. The answer is to make okay. sure that we actually build more hospitals. We pay organizers. Uh-huh. We get people mental health care and overall health care, uh-huh. employment, etc. Mm-hmm. It's to support communities, not throw them away. How do you think that's going to work out, Mr. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed? Oh, I'm kind of thinking that if you stop building jails because you don't want more prisoners, shouldn't you stop building hospitals because you don't want more sick people? Uh, <laughs> won't that work just the exact same way? She might I think be so. onto something I think right so. there. She's onto right. something. Stop. <laughs> if we would stop just building supermarkets, uh-huh. people wouldn't be so obese. And they, and they won't get as hungry. <laughs> right. So. They won't be obese and they won't starve to death. The problem is the problem is uh, that the the world has been upside down. Now we have it right side up. By the way, um, in a very liberal city in North Carolina, it's uh, Asheville. uh, They uh, the city decided, you know, they were going to kind of go along with the we hate the police thing. And uh, they cut the budget, and it wasn't really the budget cut that really did it. It was really the lack of support for the police. They lost 84 officers since January 1st, 2020. Um, They only have 219 officers left. So what do they do? They've come out now with a list of things that they're just not going to. They just don't have the people to enforce. So thefts under $1,000 where no suspect information uh, is available. Now, this doesn't include stolen vehicles or guns. Uh, Theft from a vehicle where there is no suspect information. So your car is stolen. It was stolen at night. Nobody saw anything. Eh. Non-life-threatening harassing phone calls. uh, Fraud, scams, or identity theft. 
simple assaults that are reported after they have occurred, reports that do not require immediate police action or enforcement, uh, funeral escorts, lost and found property, trespassing where the property owner doesn't want to press charges, and noise complaints are going to be seriously delayed. Now, Pat, mm-hmm. what do you think's going to happen to Asheville? I mean, are you thinking, I got to move there? <laughs> no question. Could there be a safer spot on Earth? I don't think so. I don't think I don't so. Think so. I don't think so. Um, Now, let me give you uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a very brave man. I don't know if you've known this, uh, but he's very brave. And he is he's taking a stand and he's going to fly gay pride flags all around the world. All around the world. He's flying these flags. The United States is taking a stand. We are going to fly the gay pride flag at all of our embassies and bases and everything else all around the world. Well, when I say all around the world, I mean except places where, you know, they don't like gay people. (laughs) Then the United States is going to back down. So we're not doing it in Muslim countries, I'm guessing. No, no, we're not happening there. No, we are not. It's a worldwide effort to highlight the contributions of LGBTQI plus persons all around the world. They are going to fly the flag, light up their embassies with rainbow colors all this month, letting people know that you are included. Uh except for the 71 foreign nations that criminalize uh, same-sex activity. So he is very brave, very bold, (laughs) very bold. (laughs) We're going to fly it everywhere except where people don't want us to. Uh, Then we won't. (laughs) Then we're not going Except where it counts. Yeah. Except where Where it counts. Where it would really be If they're killing homosexuals. Right. If they're killing homosexuals, hey, 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 we are totally cool with that. We're totally cool with that. Uh, There's a great article uh, today from the Washington Examiner about businesses that are virtue signaling, uh, you know, and put the, the pride flag in their profile picture on social media, you know, except for certain parts of the world. Uh, and they're they're profiting on it. They're making a big deal out of it, except when it is uh, when it's inconvenient for them. The mm-hmm. NFL made its profile picture on Twitter uh, to incorporate a pride flag and wrote happy pride month. The NFL is proud to unveil our new NFL pride shield to show our support and solidarity with the LGBTQ plus community. We stand with the LGBTQ plus people this month and year long with a commitment to our players, our fans and our staff to live proudly and authentically. Uh, Except they didn't post that on their Twitter page uh, in China. Um, Yeah, in fact, they didn't even mention Pride Week in China uh, because China, you know, doesn't accept same sex marriages uh, or couples adopting and. and they thought it might not be good for the league if they sent that message to uh, to China. So, God, so brave. I just, I just brave. it is, it is so brave. <laughs> that is, that is the thing. Everybody says all of this stuff is brave. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's brave in the Middle East. It's brave in China. Saying it here when the power to be is all up with the gay pride uh, flags, that's not brave. That's not brave. That's going along.
Disney did the same thing. You know, Disney has the uh, rainbow as part of their logo now, and there's plenty of room under the rainbow. Uh, Happy Pride Month. Uh, However, Disney removed the kiss between the two female characters from Star Wars in The Rise of Skywalker um, because in Singapore, you can be caned and jailed for that. So they decided, they better not do that because we want to make some money. Uh, Mercedes-Benz also profile pictures of various Twitter accounts. It manages in the U.S. and Canada, the United Kingdom, and uh, they are putting rainbow uh, pride flags all over their accounts all over the country. I mean, except for, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Iran, and others where capital punishment is a penalty for homosexual behavior. So, I mean, look, if you're uh, if you're homosexual or transgender, Mercedes-Benz is all with you unless they arrest you or want to kill you because of your uh, because of your stance on homosexuality and, and what you might do with your life. Um, you know, but hey, they will send they will send a fleet of Mercedes down to the Sultan. Uh, so maybe you could be taken to your uh, execution in a very nice Mercedes-Benz, which I think is great. Now, the. The the last story that I have, uh, at least for this break, is from Vox today. Pat, here's the headline. What's behind the anti-Semitism surge in the U.S.? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, do you have any huh. idea? Because it seems to come out of nowhere. Yeah, well... Uh, maybe the, uh, love for the Palestinians, the support for the uh, Hamas government in the Gaza hmm. Strip. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, the fact this. that the, that all of that provides cover for them and they hate them all, at all times, not just now. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, violent mm-hmm. anti-Semitism has spiked in America during the Israeli Hamas war. And we don't know why, writer Zach Beauchamp has written. Beauchamp has said, these attacks appear to be linked, appear to be linked to the recent flare-up in fighting between Israel and the Palestinian militant group Hamas. In some cases, the perpetrators waved Palestinian flags or shouted pro-Palestinian slogans. The Anti-Defamation League, which is... I mean, I bet they'll be one of the first ones to put a rainbow flag up in. They'll fly it in San Francisco. They'll do it. They'll do it. They're that brave. (laughs) The ADL, a Jewish civil rights group, uh, found preliminary evidence that anti-Semitic incidents ranging from harassment to vandalism to assault increased 75% during the recent attack. But the ADL's data has some problems. It might be overstating the current level of anti-Semitic animus, but the upsurge in anti-Semitic assaults linked to anti-Israel sentiment in particular seems new and different. It's not something that typically happens in the U.S. Well, what is happening? Well, it's very unclear why these incidents are happening, according to Vox. It's entirely possible that it's random chance (laughs) <laughs> so, 
So it has nothing so to do with the, the indoctrination? No, the wheel no. of hate just happened to land in the last couple of months <laughs> on Jews. <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's just having chance. It's like, who are we going to pick on today? How about the Jews? So it's entirely <laughs> possible that it's random chance. It is also possible that the anti-Semitic attacks are part of the generalized surge in American anti-Semitism since 2016, which most experts link to the rise of Donald Trump. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the most pro-Israel, mm-hmm. pro-Jewish president the United States of America has ever seen. Yeah. Uh, it's because of yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It's because of him. You know, the guy who supports Israel over Hamas, the guy who cut mm-hmm. the money off from Hamas. It's probably... Probably, uh, I should say, I mean, I want to get it right. It is also possible that it is uh, Donald Trump's fault. Now, other than that, they don't know. They have no idea where this is coming from. Are you this stupid? America, are you this stupid? Do you really believe that closing down jails and letting people out of prison? Now, I'm all for mental health uh, care, but that's not what's been happening. We're just opening up the doors to our prisons. Do you really think that's going to help crime? Really? Do you? Do you really think that uh, Biden is re- that the administration really cares about uh, the plight of homosexuals, because if they did, they would say, hey, everybody here, maybe take a chill pill because you can get married. Everything is really pretty good. It's best it's ever been. We still have work to do, et cetera, et cetera. But why don't we concentrate on the homosexuals that are being slaughtered in the Middle East? You want to take a stand? Take a stand. Fly the freaking flag in Saudi Arabia. Are you this stupid to believe that Disney really cares over its profits? Not a chance. Do you really think that Mercedes cares? Uh, They were just shoving uh, homosexuals into ovens about 70 years ago. I don't know if anybody remembers that. And now they won't stand up. They'll just do it in the countries where it's accepted. Wow, that is so brave. And do you really think... That it is Donald Trump supporters, the most pro-Israel group of people that have suddenly found a Palestinian flag and are beating Jews in the streets of America? No, gang. No. The answer to all of these things is Marxism. That's the answer to all of these things. Why are the police being uh, being nailed right now in in completely unjust ways? Marxism. Why are why is crime happening in Portland from Antifa and nobody cares about it? But yet those who want to stand up for the Constitution, and I'm not talking about the people that went in and put their feet on the desk and did bad things in the Capitol. They should be punished. But the vast majority of people who are maybe voting for Donald Trump but believe in the Constitution, they're going to jail? What's the answer there? Marxism. And what is the answer on the anti-Semitism? Well, you could watch an old show of mine from about 2008 
where I told you this would come. And the ADL shockingly had a problem with me trying to defend and warn against anti-Semitism and the beating of Jews in the streets. It's called Marxism. That's the disease. Name the enemy. If you're going to defeat it, you need to name it. And the enemy is Marxism. Back in a minute. All right, Hustler Turf. They're the makers of the best zero-turn lawnmowers, both for landscaping professionals and homeowners. With deck sizes as small as 34 inches, which will be f- perfect for your uh, your lawn, all the way up to 104 inches, which can cut a football field in less than 10 minutes. They have a mower that goes 16 miles an hour. It's like strapping a lawnmower to the bottom of your car. And I can tell you from personal experience, mowing the lawn with a Hustler is like nothing else you've ever done. Because Hustler mowers make it fun to mow. Right now, the latest and greatest from Hustler Turf is their new 2021 Raptor Series. It's built for homeowners with less than three acres. Do yourself a favor. Visit one of the thousand nationwide Hustler dealers and take a hassle-free test drive and do it today. It's HustlerTurf.com. That's where you'll find them. HustlerTurf.com. Go there now. 10 seconds, station ID. I am so glad. I am so glad that we have people like Eleanor Holmes Norton in Washington, D.C. She's a representative uh, from Washington, D.C. She doesn't have a vote. And gosh, I wish that would change because she serves on the House Transportation Committee on Highways and Transit. And she is calling Congress on Congress to introduce legislation regarding her concerns about equality and uh uh her her big beef is uh crash test dummies all appear to be men (laughs) and white (laughs) i'm not making this up and uh Uh, she says if we're really going to pursue equity uh those crash test dummies Mm. uh, some of them need to be women and some of them need to be non-white uh and gosh i'm you know what DC, you've done the right thing in electing her. She's genius. This is the Glenn Beck program. I kind of want to take it back, you know, naming the enemy. It might be stupidity in many places. Um, American financing. Let me let me take a minute here and tell you about Thomas. He's a band teacher. He and his family live in Indiana. And Thomas's story with American financing begins with all things a mudroom. That's what he wanted to do to add on to his house, among some other home improvements, expensive stuff. And they weren't sure that they could uh, be able to afford it. But Thomas had been hearing me talk about uh, American financing for quite a while and decided I'm going to give him a call. His consultant was Matthew, and Matthew ended up giving him some fantastic news. Thomas had been paying over 6% on his mortgage. Matthew and his team helped Thomas refi, get this, to 3.5%. Thomas said, it's amazing. They even came directly to my house for everything. Three days after signing all the paperwork, the money was in his account. Thomas, I hope the mudroom and the other home improvements turned out the way you wanted them to be. 
Thank you for listening and thank you for trying American Financing. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Don't forget to use the promo code GLEN for $10 off your subscription at blazetv.com. Uh, yesterday we told you about the guy who, uh, who just said, you know, that, uh, Jews have an insatiable appetite for war and killing. Uh, and, uh, he said, I don't know how I'd reconcile that identity if I were a Jew with the behavior of fundamentalist Jewish extremists or Israel as a nation. The details would confuse me. I wouldn't understand those who suggest that bombing Lebanon, slaughtering Lebanese people, and largely destroying Beirut in retaliation for the capture of a few soldiers is justified. Uh, he was uh, he was the head of diversity uh, at Google. Hmm. I wonder if he's a Marxist. Um, but he's no longer uh, with Google. They fired him. I guess if you just say Jews have an appetite for blood, uh, I guess... <laughs> I guess that's enough to get you fired today. Holy cow. Uh, so that's good news. I want to talk to you about something else. We we have a woman who is being targeted um, in, uh, oh, shoot, Virginia, because she's standing up against critical race theory uh, in this very famous county, Loudoun County, where it, it, the, the people are... Um, are just coming just coming after you and they don't seem to care including the county attorney uh ryan uh gurdusky he is a journalist uh he's actually the guy who broke the story recently on the lincoln project the co-founder john weaver who was sexually harassing young you know young young boys which is always a plus i guess uh if you're running a uh a uh, the lincoln project uh nobody seemed to have a problem with it uh until he uh broke the story he is also the author of they're not listening and the founder of the 1776 project pack now this has something to do with critical race theory and i'm going to let him explain it hi ryan how are you good thank you for having me on glenn you bet. Um, so, so let's so first talk about the let's first talk uh, about the pact and tell me what it does and why you started it. Yeah, yeah so the 1776 Project PAC, um, PAC, P-A-C, by the way, it's on 1776projectpack.com. It's the, it's the nation's very first super PAC intended solely for school board candidates. So because critical race theory has been moving through our public institutions, especially through grammar schools, elementary schools, and high schools, uh, the only way that we can counter that on democratic means is by taking over the school boards with conservatives who want to promote, you know, a patriot, patriotic version of American history. The, the point of the pack was to sit there and try to campaign on behalf of school board candidates, especially in counties and districts that were um, promoting critical race theory already and, and trying to reach out to candidates who are in districts that are not promoting critical race theory, but reach out to them about how to be proactive um, with maybe different types of history books, different types of civics uh, education, um, and how to what what school board members can do um, to counter what's going on, but with principals and with educators in these school systems. So when you say I want to promote a patriotic uh, uh, history or curriculum. 
I don't want a patriotic uh, history. I think I just want a true history of the United States. I think that's patriotic in, enough in itself. Um, who are you? How, how do you judge who to help and who not to help? What are the requirements for somebody who's well, running for school board to get your assistance? Well, they have to oppose critical race theory. That's the most important thing. Um, we've had. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Yeah, I mean, that's, you have to oppose critical race theory. That is the most important position you have to have. Um, you know, every school district is different. Every state is different. So different people are worried about, you know, mask mandates in some schools and not worried about in other schools. My main point is critical race theory, because I think it's truly a cancer in society right now. Um, the, the, the thing is, PAC started about a week ago. So we've raised about $32,000 over 450 donors in a week. Um, which is great. We'll see how much I can raise by November. Uh, there's no corporate money. This is not, I, I literally started this on my bed with my dog, found, found a treasure, started a pack. I've been working on campaigns for 15 years. So I know how to, I know how to do this. I know how to campaign on behalf of somebody, but there's no major organization. So I'm going to see, come roll around September, see how much money we've raised. And then, and by the way, I have a full-time job. This is not, you know, my, it's not a grift I'm creating to sit there and, and raise money. This is something I'm doing on the side, just I think because I have to help. Um, and it's the only way I know how to help. So um, we'll see how much money we raise, and then we'll see which elections are being held this year. It's, it's rolling elections in school boards, so it's not every November. It's not every, you know, every other year. It's, they're, they're constantly rolling. There'll be a, a lot come November. And I'll see which, how much money I have and which candidates I can help in which states. Uh, I know Bucks County, Pennsylvania, have reached out to me a lot. People from there, people from Kansas have reached out to me a lot. People think critical race theory is only a blue state issue or a blue city issue. It's in over 3,500 oh. classrooms. It is. And you, like you said, it is, um, it's crippling. It's, it is the um, kryptonite to America. Um, if we teach this to our kids, we are surely, surely done. Uh, and, uh, you know, I have, I've seen it in, in, uh, in Texas, in some of the most conservative counties. And what I'm really concerned about is, you know, when you get these school board members on, they really, really have to uh, pay attention to this and make sure they root it out all the way to the roots. Because I'm seeing all over the country teachers saying, well, we'll just teach it anyway. I mean, we'll just teach it in our own way. We'll just slip yeah, they, it in. They find, diff- they find alternative uh, words for it, alternative terms for it. But the thing that school board members have the control of is the budget. So things like where, spe- where speakers come in from out of, out, of, you know, out of the school system, if they're bringing Robin D'Angelo, that's a major red flag. They control the superintendent position in many places. They control what textbooks are taught. So when I said, you know, we should create, some, we should teach something like a patriotic version of history. I don't mean to whitewash history. I don't mean to downplay certain bad yeah. things that happen and highlight certain good things. What I'm sitting there and saying, though, is, is that we need to, uh, you know, have a proactive version that sits there and addresses a lot of these concerns head on with, you know, the problematic portions of history, but creates a narrative overall that our nation is great and that great men of history, as colorful as they were or as problematic as they were by today's standards, the overarching narrative of their life and of their time is that they moved the human race forward. Um, and I think that that is really, really important. And so trying to find textbooks that promote those kinds of thoughts in children um, is, is another key portion of it.
Uh, we're talking to Ryan uh, Gurdusky. Uh, he has just started 1776 Project PAC, P-A-C, dot com, which is supporting those uh, people that want to get into politics and, and run for school board if you have a spine of steel against uh, critical race theory. What what brought you to to this? I mean, you're a journalist, generally speaking, aren't you not? Are you not? I am. I am. Well, what happened was, was I have, I don't have children, but I have a very large family, 36 first cousins. I'm the second oldest of all of them. And, um, my godson was in school and his teacher, because everyone was doing basically online classes over the last year. His te- one of his mm-hmm. teachers said, to, said, you know, to my nine-year-old cousin, my nine-year-old godson, that police cars only follow white cars. They don't follow, oh, sorry, only follow black cars. They don't follow white cars. Now, she's teaching about, you know, racial profiling to, profiling, uh, to a nine-year-old in the most innocuous terms possible in order to sit there and kind of create this idea that the police are biased and police are racist. Now, we have a lot of police in my family, and he called me with a lot of questions, and it was infuriating, and there was no kind of check on it. I mean, the parents started calling, the PTA got involved, the principal ended up getting having to get involved, but... Had he not been doing classes at home, we would have never really probably ever learned about it. We mm-hmm. only learned about it because, mm-hmm. you know, his parents overheard. So I thought that this was, there has to be some kind of check. There has to be something we can do, something I can do. And, you know, I don't have the means to create a new school. I don't, I can't, I don't have the, you know, credentials to create a new textbook. But I can run a campaign because I've, I've done them in the past. And I can run a super PAC and I've done that in the past. So let me, let me just do that. And and I created this pack. And, um, you know, if you want to run for school board, I would go to 1776projectpack.com, PAC.com. Let me know when you're, when you're, where you're running and when the election is. If you want to donate, we definitely need donations because, like I said, I'm doing this all, you know, without a corporate sponsor, without a major billionaire behind it. It's just people sitting there wanting to donate to make this better. And if you want to just get involved and tell me about a school district that is promoting critical race theory, I'd love to hear it because there's no database. I'm trying to still get all that information going so so we know where is this being promoted and when. I find it astonishing how deeply entrenched it already is in almost every area of the country. I mean, people just don't. You know, they'll hear things like, ah, you got to be anti-racist. And they don't, you know, they're like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm against racism. So I guess that's right. This has nothing to do with Martin Luther King. This anti-racism means racism. Yeah. Yeah. And we should stop calling it critical race theory and call, and call it what it is, which is state-sponsored racism. It tells white children you are, it has all the punitive parts of religion, tells white children you are born a racist, you have this original sin, you need to be, uh, you need to redeem yourself from it, but you can never actually receive redemption. It tells non-white children that you are born a victim, you will live a victim, you will die a victim, and you will, every, every area of life of an inequity for you is because of your skin color. And it was purposely be created as an inequity because of your skin color. Um, it's horrendous. It's it's a lie. And the fact that, you know, we have the 1619 project being taught in school, which is completely I mean, it's, it's not historically correct at all. It says the American Revolution was fought over slavery. I mean, that's just not a fact. And that's taught in classrooms now. Ryan, I thank you very much for what you're doing. Uh, and I urge you, if you're listening right now to run 
for school board. Get involved. It's not going to be enough just to show up. You do have to show up at school board meetings now. We have to be involved unlike we've ever been involved before. But you have to run. If you have it within you, you have to run. And it's not that hard to get elected because very few people actually vote in the school board uh, races. Uh, And so go ahead. You were going to say. No, no, I, I laugh because it's true. And listen, I know most people get, you know, are nervous, but most school board elections, 90% of our country are nonpartisan. Very few people come out and vote for it. Um, and I think the PAC, the 1776 Project PAC, is there to assist people and campaign on behalf of candidates who, you know, they can't raise, you know, even $5,000 to go run a campaign to make a, to make a, you know, a mailer or something like that. So I'm hopeful that this PAC, if we raise enough money especially, will be able to compete in every possible state that there is and in many many school districts and i hope the threat of the pack to people who are not activists who are kind of school board members that go along to get along and are going along with critical race theory wakes them up and says oh i don't really want a male or come to my neighborhood to say to people uh that this is what i'm promoting Ryan, first of all, thank you for the uh, story that you broke uh, on the uh, Lincoln Project co-founder. John Weaver's apparently been getting away with this for a very long time, and I'm glad somebody had the balls to actually stand up and and uh, do the research on it and uh, expose it. So thank you for that. And also this, and I urge you, if you are listening and um, you understand, uh, even basic understanding of uh, critical race theory and the poison that it is to our society. It will be our undoing if we don't stop it, and we must stop it now. Uh, please make a donation to 1776 Project PAC, P-A-C, uh, dot com. 1776 Project PAC dot com. Brian, thank you very much. God bless. Thank you, Glenn. Our sponsor this half hour is Real Estate Agents I Trust. Whenever it's possible, I like to pass on the lessons that I've learned uh, to other people. And I've learned very few, uh, honestly. I'm not really much smarter than I was when I was younger. But uh, one of the things uh, is finding the right real estate agent to sell your home. Now, it is starting to cool off. So if you're selling a home before it was a real... uh, seller's market you could get almost anything in you know insane parts of the country um uh for your for your home it's starting to slow down now because prices have gotten so out of control and uh the loans are starting to uh be held back a little bit more by the banks so now you need a really great real estate agent uh maybe you're still in a place where it's really on fire maybe some places that you know you've got a home and you're trying to sell it, it's uh, really, really ice cold because nobody wants to live there anymore. Well, may I suggest you get the person with the best practices and a great track record and somebody who has um, uh, the teeth behind them, the years behind them, and the system behind them to make sure that your house can sell on time and for the most amount of money. We will put you in touch with one of those real estate agents, whether it's, you know, in your own hometown or it's across the country. We can help you find the right person, and it's a free service to you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 
Ah, uh, yes. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Have you heard that Wyoming is uh, building the first of its kind advanced nuclear project replacing a coal plant? Uh, good for Wyoming. Um, it's uh, zero carbon technology. It's nuclear power. And the governor has said that it's clearly part of my all uh, all of the above strategy for energy in Wyoming. It's a very it's a first generation of nuclear plants. Very small. It's modular and equipped with enhanced safety measures. Uh, it's uh, Terra Power, which mm. I don't know why we haven't been building these for a very very long time. But uh, apparently, Terra Power is. Uh, is uh, owned by Bill Gates, and so I guess if you Uh-oh. have Bill Gates behind it, <laughs> we can we can build nuclear power plants now, <laughs> which is it's wonderful, wonderful. I'm actually all for nuclear power. Uh, wish we would have been do- doing it, you know, since the 1950s. Uh, very very safe, and doesn't need the wind to blow or the sun to shine. It can make it 24 hours a day. It's fantastic energy. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about our sponsor. It is Built Bar. They're making this uh, telecast portion of the broadcast uh, available to you. Built Bar is a revolution in the world of protein bars because it's made by people who want to make something that tastes good. And second, wanted to make something that was really actually good for you. This is why my daughter is such a good cook. She's a vegan and she wants it to taste good first. Uh, and she won't make it if it doesn't taste good. That's what Built Bar does. Uh, and they are, I mean, the problem for me is they taste so good, I end up eating three of them, uh, when you should really just have probably one. Cookies and cream, caramel brownie, raspberry, uh, real chocolate. The brownie mint is unbelievable. It's Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. They are good if you're uh, on you know, a low-carb diet, three to five net carbs. Uh, they are really, really good in protein and fiber. It's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BECK15, bottom of the screen, and save 15% off your, uh, your next order at BuiltBar.com. Promo code BECK15. America, it's Friday, and Bill O'Reilly has his take of the week next. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. I have been saving my pennies, and I have bought some beef ribs yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had to go to the bank to be able to afford them, uh, but I got a, I got a low-interest loan, and it's uh, going to be wonderful. So now, when you have... When you have meat on the, on the, you know, I burn stuff all the time and it would be like, ah, crap, I burned that. You know, I burned those burgers, get rid of those two and let's put another two on. You can't do that anymore with meat. It's like you're eating gold now. Some would say I'm a little simple minded. Sure, sure. And that's why I need the simple things, uh, like a grill that does all of the work 
for you so you don't even have to worry about i never know you know i think you're supposed to push on parts of your hand and i never know oh yeah that's uh that's like medium rare really what part of that is i don't understand that anyway Rectech does all of the work for me and oh my gosh i think we're gonna have them for fourth of july when we get the beef ribs uh on the grill Oh, I will take pictures, and uh, I wish I could have you over uh, to have them because the meat will fall off the bone. We'll cook them all day long, and Rectech will do it exactly right. R e c t e q with a with a with a uh, with a q at the end. dot com. Rectech dot com. Go there now. You want to build a uh, grill, smoke, bake? Rectech. R e c t e q. dot com. Well, a man who know, needs no introduction, so I won't introduce him, Bill O'Reilly. Hi, Bill. How are you? What do you mean needs no introduction, Beck? I mean, you, your well, program now goes to Tierra del Fuego, uh, the tip yes, of does. South America. Yes. You know, I mean, you. let's yeah, go. Yeah, I know. Come on. All right. Who am Bill I? Bill O'Reilly is a trail... Yes. He's a trailblazing TV journalist who has experienced unprecedented success on cable news, writing 15 national bestseller nonfiction books where he used to make fun of me writing books. Uh, Currently, more than 17 million books in the Killing series in print. His latest is Killing the Mob, the fight against organized crime in America. It's out now and this Sunday will be posted as the number one book on the New York Times bestseller list. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, welcome. Excellent, excellent uh, intro. It's 16, though, number one bestsellers back. No right, one whatever. has ever had uh, more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think that's true. But um, no, let is, me talk to is. you about no the nonfiction news. Author. No nonfiction author. Second is Woodward. He has 14. No, that's true. I would never tell you on your fine radio program anything that wasn't true. Ever. Uh, I'm going to count mine because I think I have... I think I have 14, 13 or 14 number ones and 17 top 10 or top five bestsellers. I know you've been. Does that count your coloring book that you had? (laughs) So, Bill, what was the uh, what was the big story of the week to you? The big story, because I got a lot I want to go through. Yeah, um, I think the big story of the week is Joe Biden going on vacation again. I, I mean, I Put up on the screen on the Nosebin News on BillOReilly.com every day, Mr. Biden's schedule. And every day, there's nothing on it. And yesterday, I put up, I had a guy in a beach chair with an umbrella and sunglasses. But to be fair, and I want to be fair, Jill Biden's birthday was yesterday, and she wanted to go to Rehoboth, uh, the beach house, and so they went. Um, but mm-hmm. let me ask you this, Beck. You work hard, right? Yes, yes. Hello? Hello? <laughs> you work yeah. hard. I yes, work I, hard. I do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if somebody saw your schedule for the day, because I've tried, and ladies and gentlemen, you should know this, I've tried to get through to Glenn Beck on email and the phone, and it, you just can't. I mean, he's just too busy. I mean, he's got stuff uh, all, all day long. And I do, too. And so if you were to say, okay, O'Reilly, print your schedule, you'd have 12, 13 things. Beck would have 20 things to do that he has to do every day. Biden's got one thing. One thing. And, they, and you know what they do? On the White House, this is the official White House schedule they release. They put lunch. It's on the schedule. They put lunch. Well, I think they should put snacks. 
I think they should put looking out the window because <laughs> he doesn't do anything. It's incredible. And Obama. Well, I will tell you, his his staff is very, very uh, active. In fact, Barack Obama uh, said that Joe Biden is finishing the job with my former staff. He said that this week. And and what exactly does that mean? Finishing the job? What what? And and of course, you're never going to get a follow up when anybody's talking to Barack but Obama. They're just they're I just you, gazing at him in this. Um, you know, oh my God, I'm actually talking to him. What exactly Bill, is finishing the job? I mean, that's what I want to know. I want to know what President Obama thinks. Go ahead. The fundamental transformation of America. That's what into it means. What? Because into the, what? Into a, a non-free market, uh, more of a, uh, I hate to use this word, but that is the technical definition, more of a fascistic state where it is the corporations and the government colluding together to decide what America needs. Uh, if, if you look at, look at what came out yesterday, let me see if I can find this here. Um, this is from the Washington Examiner. A house with a white picket fence and a big backyard might have been a staple for the American dream once upon a time. But if the Biden administration gets its way, the dream could soon be out of reach for millions of people. As part of his $2.3 trillion infrastructure plan, the Biden administration is pushing local governments to allow apartment buildings and neighborhoods that are restricted to single family homes. The administration claims it's a way to ease the national affordable housing shortage and combat racial injustice in the housing market. So in other words, if you have if you live in a nice neighborhood where you don't have big apartment buildings and everything else, the government is going to start cutting funding unless your local zoning community starts putting in affordable housing and apartment complexes. That's going to fundamentally change everything in our society. Look, I I think that Barack Obama ran his presidency in a traditional way. All right. The only thing that he did that shook up everybody was Obamacare, which is a socialist program. So you and me, we pay for other people's health insurance. We pay. All right. So they can get treated free. That's socialism. All right. But other than that, Obama pretty much did what every other president did. He didn't, you know, his overseas vision was, you know, we're one of many, but we're not really a superpower and all of that. But now things have changed for Barack Obama. And and it it is him, I believe, who is calling a lot of the shots for Joe Biden. I I think I don't think there's any question about that right through Susan Rice. Susan Rice, the main domestic advisor. And now it's different because here's here's the thing that's changed. When Obama was president for those eight years, the corporate media was still quasi responsible. They loved him. Thrill up the leg, chill up the leg. You know, you remember they loved him, but they weren't completely in the tank. Now they are. Mm -hmm. Now, this brand new, brave new world of socialism has been embraced by the greediest people on the planet, corporate media. You don't get more greedy than them. I've worked there for 45 years. They are the worst. Okay, but they now are woke and they now say, yes, we've got to have equity. And what equity means is that certain groups 
get favorable treatment, including free money from the federal government at the expense of everybody else. Corporate media says we like that now. Equity, as defined by Marxists, means everybody ends up in exactly the same place. So it's massive redistribution of wealth. And, you know, when you say that Barack Obama didn't do much, um, you know, he, he, he was a traditional president. I disagree. I think what he did was he laid the foundation in many. Uh, I mean, Bill, I, I, I'd urge you to look at a story that came out oh, about a year ago now that showed that the Democrats and the the Biden administration were already beginning to look into the levers and controls that the cabinet has um, and all of the agencies. This is a Barack Obama uh, move, and it was very Woodrow Wilson in its in its uh, attack. And that is, you can fundamentally change things by, for instance, taking over zoning in local communities. You can change things by making sure that money is had if you teach critical race and not. Barack Obama also began this war of race, which is is horrific. But listen to what Barack, listen to what Joe Biden said. Uh, The data shows that uh, young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding, given the chance, as white entrepreneurs are. But they don't have lawyers. They don't have accountants. Are you kidding me? That is something that Barack Obama would have said. I would have never thought I would hear it from Joe Biden 10 years ago. But listen to that. That's the fundamental transformation of America. But it's a false narrative. So my vision for America and the federal and state governments is that your obligation, President Obama, President Biden, President Trump, whoever's in there, okay, your obligation is to set up a system where everybody has an equal chance, all right, to pursue opportunity, not an outcome, as you just pointed out. Yes, Correct. That's what Barack Obama wants. Joe Biden doesn't know what he wants. All right. Joe, Joe Biden doesn't know macroeconomics. He doesn't. He's never read the Communist Manifesto. If I were sitting with Biden or you were sitting with Biden in an interview situation, it would be embarrassing for the president. Don't you agree? I agree with that. Yes. OK. So, so let me and, ask and you this. It wasn't um, and it wouldn't be that we were nasty. It wouldn't be that I wouldn't be. But I would be asking I wouldn't him. Either. Very specific questions about the economy, about how the Constitution was forged. So it's opportunity that is provided to the American citizens. Correct. And for a while, so blacks didn't have that that fair chance. But now, in my opinion, most of them do. Not all because of family situations and the government cannot control that. Go ahead. So let me let me move it to the ransomware that now another uh, company has paid. Uh, and oh, this the, is rack, the, 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 the response from the White House uh, has been, you know, look, these companies just aren't taking the the uh, the precautions that they need to take. And so this is a private sector thing. This has nothing to do with the White House. That's how it's outrageous. So outrageous. It's so outrageous. All Congress has to do is pass a law that says anyone or any group 
that attacks the infrastructure of America using cyberspace will be deemed a terrorist. That will be deemed a terrorist act. That law could be two pages long. That's all it needs to be. Once you're designated as a terrorist or your group is defined that way, then Joe Biden, the president of the United States, can drop a drone on you legally. Okay? Special forces so I, uh, kick your door in. All right? Legal. So let me let me let me just hang on just a second. Let me just say this. I am not for that because I could easily see us going into a dystopian sort of world where the United States and Google and Facebook, we've become China. Uh, and I don't want that law on the books. Here's what I want on the books. Um, the laws that we have and a clear understanding that if a country is is knowing there's nothing that happens in Russia that Putin doesn't understand and uh, and doesn't know about and. And we need a president that actually speaks softly, but carries a big stick and says, look, you're a foreign actor. You know that this is happening. And if you don't stop it, we hold you responsible for it because we can't go in and get your guys across the border. You take care of it because we know you know about it. It's just not going to get anywhere. It's not going to stop it. Putin's going going to go. I don't know who these people are. They're in Kazakhstan. Do you think that would be the same? Do you think that would be the same if Donald Trump were in office today? I don't know. I told Donald Trump this, man to man, face to face. I wasn't off the record, so I can tell you. I was in a, a telephone conversation, and I said to him, "Look." If you really care about fentanyl and heroin and all of this stuff and the border and the smugglers and all of that, you know who's doing that. And he goes right away. He goes, the drug cartels, Mexican drug cartels. I said, that's right. They're causing America tens of billions of dollars worth of damage, and they're killing thousands and thousands of thousands through the, the drugs. And he agreed. And I said, you can stop this with an executive order and all you have to do is designate the mexican drug cartels as a terrorist group you do that you can unleash the power of america and wipe them out what do you say that's my point that's my point now, if Congress passed that law, and I, I wouldn't do it by an executive order if I were president, I would ask Congress to pass a law. I guarantee you all the hacking will stop. It will stop. So I, that's my, you know, it's not the my, drug cartels. It's not the drug cartels. And, you know, fentanyl is not coming from Mexico. The fentanyl yeah, is, is coming from China. We No, it's not. It's, it's coming made from in China. China. It's made in China. Yes, it's and it's being smuggled, but it is being... So, Correct. It is being supplied by China. We have an opium yeah, okay. war that is happening, Absolutely. and China is in league with the drug cartels. But, but they're the, the ones making it, make it, and they're it. knowingly fentanyl's shipping not, it. Yeah, but fentanyl's not hard to make, Beck. I mean, the Mexicans are making it, too, and so are the Chinese. Anybody who makes it's going to make money, and they're going to kill people. It's a lethal drug. But you get my point. That you, you, in this world, if you're going to allow hackers to disrupt national security, which they did on the colonial pipeline, if you are going to allow that with, well, you know, we might slap sanctions on you, it's never going to end. 
you can end it. Okay, let me. The end has to be firm. All right, let me. Uh, <laughs> that's anything but anything uh, with Joe Biden. Nothing is firm with him. Uh, I could go further, but I'm not going to. Uh, it would be cheap. Um, let me come back with Bill O'Reilly, and I want to. Uh, I want to uh, uh, share a theory with you on the hacking, uh, Bill, and get your your opinion on it. Uh, coming up in 60 seconds. I've said a lot of times before in this program, but it bears repeating. I do not endorse products on this program. I don't believe in people kill me. I, I see people in the streets and they'll say, hey, that relief factor or or that dog, the, the dog supplement, Rough Greens. Do you do you actually? Yes, of course I do. I would never endorse it if I don't believe it. I would. Uh, there are things that I don't use. I can't think of any right now. Uh, but in the past, there have been things that I just haven't used. Um, but I've done my homework on the company. I know what the company is. I know what the product is. And that's the only way. And I tell every single sponsor on this program, if you are something other than what I believe you are now, I will be the first to expose you. I guard my credibility. Um, and I won't take a dime. I canceled the first contract with, with uh, uh, talk radio. It was not an easy thing or popular thing to do with my company. I canceled the General Motors contract because I no longer believed that they were on the right side of things. So I take it very seriously. So when I say try Relief Factor, it has worked for me. Please just try it. It works for 70% of the people. If In three weeks, if you haven't seen any uh, change, you're probably not going to, and you can stop taking it. Just try it. The three-week trial pack is nineteen ninety-five. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Bill, I know you know before the State of the Union address, uh, Barack Obama, I mean, sorry, uh, Joe Biden talked to the members of the trusted press and uh, CNN uh, issued a verbatim uh, statement of that conversation where he was talking about, you know, we're not sure if uh, America as designed can compete in the 21st century because you're competing against uh, communist or fascistic kind of states that can tell companies what they need to do um, and a public private partnership, if you will. That is the same thing as the Great Reset. China is the model. Well, I don't want China as the model. But as I listen to this, um, I listen to this administration talking about how these companies are just not they're just not doing the things that they need to do to protect against cyber terrorism uh so you talk to them not us i find that so staggering um that and they keep saying that is a private company um i've never heard that from an administration official ever in my lifetime and I think this is uh, going to be used. It's a crisis that will not go to waste. And they will say this is critical infrastructure. And, you know, we just we have to fold it into the family now. It has to come under the government uh, uh, purview. Your thoughts on that? I don't think you're wrong on that. I think the uh, goal of the progressive socialist left is for the government to control the private marketplace, obviously, and then dole out. Um, whatever is accomplished in that marketplace, the people they want to, you know, elevate in some way. 
So I think that is what okay. what is uh, what we're facing. And does okay. Joe Biden understand that? No. Uh, I don't think it matters at this point. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, more with him on Fauci next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I love this dialogue of getting his opinion uh, on what happened during the week. Uh, let me tell you about LifeLock. You got to give the cyber criminals one thing. They are damn determined go-getters when it comes to taking what is yours and making it their own. They are working. If they worked half as hard at making their own money as they do taking yours, they'd be overnight successes. But uh, they are they are taking our corporations down. They are they are clearly inside of our electric grid. They're inside of everything. You don't think they're going to come for you. They'll take every dollar they can. Now, you need somebody watching your back. That's where LifeLock comes in. They can't you know, cover everything, but they will detect a wide range of identity threats. And if they detect your information has been compromised, they'll send you alert. Plus, because they can't cover everything, nobody can. They have a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim that will help you set things right. So go to LifeLock.com. Save 25% off your first year by the, using the promo code BECK. LifeLock.com. 1-800-LIFELOCK. LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9, live, Eastern Time, or anywhere, anytime you get your podcast. Real quick, just a quick note. Howard Botchner is stepping down from a decade uh, as the editor-in-chief of the JAMA, the Journal of American uh, Medicine, he is um, uh, he's being stepped down. Uh, he's he's being he, he's doing it voluntarily, of course, uh, but he's stepping down as editor in chief um, because he said in a podcast that we shouldn't bring critical race theory into the AMA. And uh, a lot of people didn't like that. So he's no longer the editor in chief. That's wonderful. We have Bill O'Reilly uh, joining us uh, and back. And I want to talk a little bit about medicine. I want to talk a little bit. Less about Fauci. I mean, if you can give me your thoughts on on Fauci and the emails, Bill, what are your initial thoughts on that? Okay. Um, and before that, if you'd give me uh, um, just a minute before yeah, you yeah, put yeah. me off sure. your program in a few minutes. I'm um, going to throw you out like a bum. I know. You use, every week you do that, and people applaud all over the country. I know, I, oh, God, I'm glad he's out. Um, Anthony Fauci is yeah. a politician. All right. He's not the science. You know, when when you heard that obnoxious thing over and over again uh, from the left wing uh, pundits, oh, we have to follow the science. Well, who was the science? It was Fauci. Mm-hmm. He was a science. All right? right. But he's not. He's a politician. So if Trump told him to do something, he did it. If Biden tells him to do something, he does it. And that's what politicians do. So he wasn't interested ever in finding out the origins of COVID. There wasn't one statement he ever made that showed any kind of desire Mm. to find out where it all began. All he did was regurgitate what he was told to say by the various administrations. And in the beginning, he was told to say, ah, we don't need masks. So he didn't. He said, we don't need masks. Then we do need masks. And that's Anthony Fauci. Mm. 
Maybe I'm a cynic, uh, but let me give you this. State Department leaders, this was just released uh, last night, I think. State Department leaders were warned not to pursue an investigation in the origins of COVID-19. Former department officials confirmed to Fox on Thursday amid fears that they would bring attention to U.S. funding of research at the Wuhan Institute. Vanity Fair reported that officials calling for transparency from the Chinese government were told not to explore the Wuhan Institute, the gain of function research, because it would bring uh, what the outlet described as unwelcome attention to U.S. government funding in that research. Uh, They were warned by two bureaus, warned leaders within uh, the office of uh, the acting assistant secretary of the state. Uh, not to probe the origins because it risked opening a can of worms. This on top of this on top of the fact that the former uh, head of the Center for Disease Control was receiving death threats from fellow scientists after saying to CNN that it could have uh, been in a lab. He said, I was threatened and ostracized because I proposed another hypothesis. I expect that from politicians, but I didn't expect that from scientists. Sure, because the progressive left did not want a scenario that a powerful country, China, unleashed this thing. Now, I don't believe they did on purpose, but I believe that there's research going on in the lab and that lab people were infected. We know that's a fact now, and that Mm -hmm. they infected others, and that's what happened. Mm -hmm. So there's always a political... And we were involved in that. I'm not sure about that. I'm up to see. I I, I mean, look, money from the U.S. government goes everywhere in the world, doesn't it? Nobody watches it. It goes to the U.N. and the WHO, and that goes here, and this goes there. But I don't know if anybody was cognizant that this Wuhan lab was doing bad things and we were funding it. I'm open to the facts when they emerge, but I'm not sure that happened. President Biden is now speaking on the uh, jobs uh, numbers, uh, the jobs report. I have not seen them yet. Bill, I'm looking for the information here on the screen. Yeah, they're low. Have you seen them? The jobless uh, are are now down a pre-pandemic. But... That's to be expected. There are lots of companies that are ramping up and they need people, um, particularly in a service industry. But the real threat to the economy, as we all know, is inflation and not unemployment at this point. Um, let me uh, let me give you two stories here. One is um, a question about Biden and how we are being perceived with our military and his toughness. Uh, he's going to see Putin in a couple of weeks, and the top Chinese mouthpiece is said that uh, China should prepare for nuclear war with the U.S. Uh, because of this Wuhan lab leak theory. Uh, are are we are we in a position at all uh, to where we can talk tough and people will take us seriously? No. So what does that mean for us? That means that there'll be encroachments against U.S. power all over the world. You you saw it in in, uh, the Middle East when Hamas launched all those rockets and, you know, started that conflict. They never would have done that under Trump, in my opinion, because it was all driven by Iran, and Iran was afraid of Trump. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt. 
Do you think Iran's uh, afraid of it, Biden? No. Vox News says that uh, there's a story there that's that's asking a question. Where did all this anti-Semitism come from? And they actually say one of the theories uh, is that it is uh, it's a result of uh, Donald Trump's election in 2016. They don't mention you know they don't mention anything about that the Democrats are split on their support that they are supporting the Palestinians uh, right. with Hamas. They don't mention any of that. Yeah. Where's all this? I where's mean, all this anti-Semitism coming from, Bill? It's I jumped at it, of course. I mean, he's got Jewish lawyers, yeah, he's yeah. got Jewish friends, he gives to Jewish causes, he moves the capital of Jerusalem, but it, it, that jumped at it. You know, yeah. don't we reach a point? And I think everybody understands that we have reached that point where we just don't listen to these things anymore. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, look, yeah. I looked at the May ratings for uh, the cable news outfits and network news is hemorrhaging as well. I mean, it's brutal. I mean, they're just they're, millions and millions of people are gone. You know, I've had enough. I'm not going to listen to this anymore because there's not it's not even they don't even pretend that it's the truth anymore. It's just like it dripping with I dropped it. Right. Right. You know, I just say, okay, fine. Can we just have maybe some facts and just look at what happened? Now, the interesting question is why the progressive left is so embraced by many Jewish Americans. And I'm, I get that, asked that question all the time. Um, and I just think it, they put ideology over the security of Israel. I think. Would you have another uh, view on that? Uh, no. No, I I think that uh uh it is it's all about the Democrats and their their uh support of uh Iran and also of Hezbollah in a roundabout way. Let me um let me ask you about the cable ratings. I saw that uh at night they couldn't get over seven hundred thousand. Was that in the demo or two plus? Because I know no, two, two plus, plus and Bill. That's two, two plus? plus? Yeah. That's CNN. That means everybody watching television over two years old. Um, uh, I, I believe because I remember sitting with you the first time you watch ratings and you said, you know, I've been watching your ratings over at Headline News, which is a dog of a of a network. And you've been doing pretty well. Two plus we would do six hundred thousand. And that was a dog. This is the is it possible that Zuckerberg actually works for Fox or MSNBC? You, you mean Zucker, right? Zucker, Zuckerberg. Oh, Zucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guy. Yeah, not Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Zucker. know you, it's, it's Jeff hard Zucker. to keep track of the Zuckers. Um, I know. They're the same look, kind of guys. Wait, wait, there's two reasons why this is happening. And it's happening, I want to point out, not just in cable news, but in network news. The first reason is that the hate Trump cadre took over. And even people who hate Trump, even people who, who agree with that point of view, they don't really want to be lied to every day, do they? I mean, do you really want to be lied to? I mean, come on. Right. And the second reason right. is, it's boring. It's boring. I mean, you and I, you can yeah. despise O'Reilly and Beck. I mean, it's harder to despise Beck. It's easy to despise me. But we're not boring. <laughs> we're not boring all right so uh, you're gonna sit there in your living room and, and you go you know i want to be bored tonight i'm gonna put on cable news and the panels back 
There's 18 people on the pen. Do you know any of them? I mean, I some of these people, no. they just kind of wandered into the building and they're on the panel. Right. Who are you? Ziggy and yet I know what. Where? And yet I know what opinion each of them is going to have. Bill, I want to ask right. you one quick question. Then I, I, yeah. I got to give you your time and then and then uh, let you go. But right. um, real quick, looks like Benjamin Netanyahu is is possibly uh, out. Yeah, he's out. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, an, an Iranian warship uh, on its way to Venezuela. Uh, another big Iranian ship just happened to catch fire, which the, yeah, a lot of Mossad. people might say that, that was Benjamin. And yeah, um, it, how much is going to change in Israel without Benjamin Netanyahu? He has been fantastic as a guy. prime minister, yeah. I believe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't follow it that closely, so I can't answer the question. But Netanyahu is a tough guy. I think he'll get a cable program. Um, you know, no. <laughs> so, but he's done and, you know, he's in there for a long time and you know, they want a change and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I hope Israel, um, because I like Israel just like you do. And I understand the history and why Israel does what it does. And it's a tremendous help to the USA and people should understand that the in- intel we get from yeah. Assad helps Every American keeps us safer than if we didn't have it. Um, but I, I hope they, uh, they can continue to be a force of good. That's what I hope. I hope so too. All right, Bill. Uh, tell me about the. Uh, tell me about the. Uh, okay, so Father's Day coming up, and Beck and I are both dads. Um, and there's two ways to look at that. Okay, you can look at that as a pain in the you know where, right? Okay, then that's kind of a pain. Or you can say, hey, you know, dad has given me or tried at least a really, really great life. So even if you take both of those things, all right, you want to give dad something that he'll like, which is killing the mob and the other nine killing books and a subscription to BillOReilly.com. If you don't like dad, you still want to give him those gifts because it will shut dad up. See, he'll be reading books <laughs> rather than talking to you. Got it? Does everybody have this? So it's dad, Got granddad. It. You like them. You give them good, gifts they're going to love. You don't like them. You still give them the gifts because it'll keep them quiet. Win, <laughs> win, Beck. All right. Bill O'Reilly, Killing the Mob. Also, you can find Bill every day at BillOReilly.com. Thanks, Bill. Have a great weekend. All right. Always fun. Thanks for uh, having me. All right. want to talk to you about MyPillow. Um, MyPillow, for a limited time, they are offering the premium MyPillows. These are, these are the ones that started the, 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 started the whole thing. They're usually about 70 bucks. They are twenty nine ninety eight right now, and you can get that's for the standard or the queen. If you want a king size, it's five dollars more. It's a forty dollar savings. Kings five dollars more. Come with a sixty day money back guarantee, and I don't think you're going to need it. Um, I, I tell you, when I got the uh, king size, that is that's when everything in my sleep changed. I didn't toss and turn, have to refluff the pillow all the time. You fluff it once when you go to bed and you're not fluffing it all night long. It is really a great pillow. Don't take my word for it. Just send it back in 60 days. If it's not what I, not what I say it is. Um, I, I actually like it and I didn't think I would my pillow, my Click on the new radio listener specials. You'll find not only this amazing offer, but deep discounts on all other, my pillow products, including the Giza dream bed sheets, which are fantastic. 
plastic, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials. Just enter the promo code BECK and save now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday. Uh, Glenn, and joined today by Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. You mentioned uh, last hour that there was this new power plant, uh, nuclear power plant in Wyoming. I haven't heard a thing about that. So this is something Bill Gates has been working on for a while. It's called Terra Power, uh, and it is an advanced nuclear reactor. And now Wyoming has just said that they are going to be the first to build it. Um, it's a smaller plant. Uh, it can power about 400,000 uh, houses uh, for about five hours uh, when it's needed. But again, it's it's not meant to run all the time. And it's it's different. It keeps excess energy in tanks of molten salt uh, and it's cooled by liquid sodium. So Li- they say it's going to be liquid safer. S- sodium. What what is sodium, that exactly? Yeah. Uh, so, something I've like never heard of. Salt that's that's liquid, like, you know, like <laughs> oh, okay. water, but it's all salt. Uh, well, that I don't mean to get technical. Yeah, that's you. a little I mean, complex. I, that went right over I mean, my head. Uh, you know, I am a doctor, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the other is uh, is molten salt, which is like if a volcano mm-hmm. uh, spewed salt instead of rock, it would be it would be like that. Again, too technical. Yeah, probably do you have for to you, be Pat, so but, uh, I think that's, scientific yeah. in your explanation I mean, of this. Well, you just talk to us. Well, We're if you take people. a liquid, so- We're not doctors. Yeah, a little. Uh, okay, so like liquid sodium. Uh, have mm. you ever like had a canker sore and you put mm-hmm. salt in water? In water, that it's would like be that. liquid salt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a little different, but to uh, dumb it, <laughs> dumb it down. I don't want to get too technical for the program. No, but it is amazing that we haven't heard anything about this. Not a thing. And instead of building a real power plant, a, a bigger one, we're only building one so we can have wind power and solar power. So this is meant as a supplement, not as a real power station, but as a supplement. So when it doesn't mm. work. Will this be That's the first really... nuclear plant built since the China Syndrome movie came out in 1979? Uh, I think it will be. I bet it is. I think it will be. I think it will be. But Bill Gates is involved, so of course oh, so it's that makes it all okay. safe and great. Right. Yeah. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour for uh, Blaze. It is Rectech. Um, if if you are if you are grilling outdoors, if you want to smoke something, this is a smoker that was built by people who go and do those national you know contests. They wanted to build their own thing, and it needed to be able to be hauled around the country. It it needed to be something that was really accurate in the temperature. But this is not just a smoker. This is a grill, uh, and uh, it is also like an oven. You can bake in it. It is fantastic, fantastic. Uh, if you're looking to make something that is really yummy for dinner and do it an easy way with smart technology, you need a Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q. You will not find a better grill or smoker out there. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Check it out now. about to hear is the fusion of 
America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Friday, and I have one of the most fascinating, honest, uh, and decent guys uh, that can tell you the truth about things because he was the former director of national intelligence. He saw all of the intelligence uh, from the country. I have a few questions for him. His name is Richard Grinnell. You do not want to miss any interview at any time with Richard Grinnell. He joins me in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Nancy lives here in Texas. She writes about the experience she had with Relief Factor. She says, I love Relief Factor. I can do so much more now. After teaching riding lessons and taking care of my five horses every day, I used to be so tired, but now I can keep going, getting more yard work and housework and cooking, and I have more stamina because I don't hurt all the time. It feels good to be able to do more the way I used to. took me a few weeks on Relief Factor to fully notice the huge difference. Luckily, I just kept taking it, and the improvement is amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for turning me on to Relief Factor. Nancy? Thank you for trying it. It's it's something that it works for about 70% of the people, and I'm so happy it works for you. Try it. If you're in pain, just go to relieffactor.com. Try the three-week trial period. If it's not working within three weeks, probably won't. It's uh, relieffactor.com. 70% of the people go on to order more. You might be one of them. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. I don't want to waste any time uh, because he is on a busy schedule. Former U.S. ambassador to Germany, former acting director of national intelligence, and the founder now of FixCalifornia.com, which I really want to get into. Uh, welcome, Richard Grinnell. How are you, sir? Glenn, thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, someday, I really just want to spend the day with you. I mean, I'll go follow you around if that's what it takes. But I just, Maybe I have so time, many things. I would enjoy it. Okay, um, so let me get, because we have such limited time, let me get to some uh, some things that are on my mind. Uh, let's start with the hacking. I've never seen an administration say, well, this is a private uh, company that is being hacked. A, they should pay the ransom, but that's up to them. Uh, and uh, and it, it looks like they're coming from China in some of these, the, the transportation one in New York City, but the rest of them are coming from Russia. Any chance that Putin doesn't know that this is going on? Look, uh, let's be very clear. All of the world leaders right now are testing the Biden administration. These increased hacks are because they're trying to see how Biden is going to react. They're trying to test the limits. How far can they go before we react, we the United States of America. And they knew those lines going very clearly under the Trump administration. They knew exactly very clearly. if they did something that impacted America, that there would be an immediate and bigger reaction. And, and the bigger reaction is, is the key here, because what the message is sent when you put America first is, we will protect our people first and we will have overwhelming force that will come at you, whether it's sanctions, tariffs, airstrikes. Donald Trump used every single tool that the United States right. government had to protect us. 
Well, Joe Biden is going to go over and talk to Putin. I can't imagine how badly that's going to go. Um, but uh, is is are we sending what message are we sending back to them? And how bad does this have to become before it's an act of war? Well, I, I talked before the, the campaign. I, I talked a lot about Joe Biden's global philosophy, and he believes in consensus with uh, the rest of the world and certainly the importance of consensus with Western governments. Now, that sounds amazing, right? It sounds like, can't right. we all just hug it out and get along? But the practical right. reality is, is that we have a difference of opinion, even when it comes to Western allies like Germany. If you are going to put as the priority that the German government has to uh, agree and complement our positions, then you've just watered it down. And let me give you the perfect example. Nord Stream 2 pipeline is a pipeline that goes too far with gas and energy into Europe. We, the United mm-hmm. States, believe that Nord Stream 1 is okay. It's part of the equation of having a diversified energy source. So we don't mind Europe and Germany getting some Russian gas, but Nord Stream 2 goes too far. By the way, the European Parliament actually agrees with us, agrees with the United States. The French agree with us. A whole bunch of countries in Europe agree with us. Joe Biden looked at the Germans, and I can tell you unequivocally that in their call between Chancellor Merkel and Joe Biden, the chancellor brought up Nord Stream 2. And Joe Biden wants to please Angela Merkel. He wants the German government to like him. So when they ask, hey, will you let us have Nord Stream 2? He prioritizes the compliments of Germany over the position of the United States. And so while he's shutting down pipelines in the United States, he's allowing them to go forward because the Germans asked for it, and he prioritizes having the Germans like him. This is a very dangerous and slippery slope when you go to the U.N., say, and you want to be liked and you want the crowd to cheer you. This means that you water down our policy in order to please others. As a director of national intelligence, you oversee all of the arms of intelligence, right? Correct. Okay. Um, President Biden and his allies are saying the biggest threat, according to the intelligence uh, that he's receiving, the biggest threat to the United States of America is white supremacy and, you know, Donald Trump supporters. Did you ever see any intelligence that would back any of that up? Absolutely not. It's outrageous. It's politicizing the intelligence community. It's also making us less safe because if you want to pull resources and articulate a position that this is where we need to concentrate, this is the priority, then the reality is is that the counterterrorism center that is run by the intelligence community will shift its resources to trying to find seek out information surrounding that phony uh, argument. Now, let's be very clear. 
Of course, it's a problem, but it's not the top problem. It's just like, you know, Russia is a problem for us. But China is a crisis. And when you constantly say, look over there at Russia, look at all of these problems, you're literally giving the Beijing line. The Chinese applaud us when we say, go concentrate Mm -hmm. on the Russia uh, crisis, because it's not a crisis. And and therefore, we take our eye off the ball. This is exactly what's happening when we say white supremacy in America is the problem. And don't be surprised that over the last four years, how the Democrats have told us that our system, you know, when they say that it's called systemic racism, what they mean is that the system of the United States government, local, state, and federal government, the system supports racism. When they say systemic uh, you know, pr- racism, that what they mean is, is that our system promotes racist policies. That is not only wrong, it's dangerous, because now what we're finding is that the Russians and the Chinese are calling us uh, racists and a systemic racist right. problem. So the racism, sexism, homophobia mantra from the Democrats I don't know why people are now surprised that the Chinese come to Alaska and negotiate with us and then lecture us on being a racist society. Now we've seen Foreign Minister (laughs) Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister, deliver the same line. The Russians are now telling us, be prepared that we are now on the active uh, plane of, of being on the offense pointing out all of your problems in America. This undercuts our moral authority. And lastly, let me finish, Glenn, it's outrageous that our U.S. ambassador to the U.N. would go to the, the United Nations and, and from the podium where there's 193-plus uh, you know, countries and entities in that room and say that we are systemically racist. That is damaging our moral authority, and it's now being thrown in our face. And I don't think the Biden administration is going to be able to ever have the moral upper hand to to tell countries like Iran or uh, the, the epidemic in the Arab world of throwing gay people off buildings or denying women basic rights. Uh, or uh, denying Christians uh, uh, the ability to just, you know, gather and worship. I am so offended today that uh, the Biden administration is saying that they're going to fly gay pride pla- uh, flags for the first time at embassies and all around the world, except for Indonesia, except for the Middle East, anywhere <laughs> where it counts. It matters. They're not the. I mean, yeah, it matters there. They're killing homosexuals there, and they're not going to. They're not going to say anything. What what moral authority do we have at all? Yeah. By the way, this whole rainbow flag thing is ridiculous. Let's let's be honest. It doesn't do anything. It's like wearing a red ribbon at the Hollywood Awards and pretending like you've done something for AIDS research. Uh, it's phony. It's typical. 
um, you know, what we did in the Trump administration was go to countries that criminalize homosexuality and ask them to change their policies. This is the substantive work that has to be done. Uh, the, the whole idea of a rainbow flag and all of that is is ridiculous. It's pandering. Um, look, I, I, there's a meme going around right now, which I think you should post. It's it's incredibly powerful. It's all of the corporate America, uh, all the CEOs in America, corporations mm-hmm. that have changed their logo for the month of June into colorful mm-hmm. pride logos like BMW mm-hmm. or Cisco, right? They don't Disney, do it. Ma- Mercedes, yeah. Right. They don't do it outside of the United States. So while they're pounding their chest in WeHo and Chelsea, they're not doing it in Ramallah and Riyadh. It, it, it's really outrageous that where it matters to take a stand, uh, they're not taking a stand, but, but they're trying to pretend like they are in America, and Americans keep falling for it. We've got to be able to decipher between phony and real. And we're not doing a very yeah. good job right now because we don't have the help of the media. So we only have a couple of minutes left. And I, I, I want to ask you, first of all, the intelligence arm of the post office. When did that happen? Did you know? <laughs> did you know about I mean, it's small, Biden it's, is. It's, it's, it's mail fraud. Go ahead. And it, it, it's mail fraud. It's. You know, a lot of people have been using the Postal Service to to push, uh, you know, fake and phony and even terrorist type uh, support mechanisms. So that's real. But, you know, to be honest, it should not be. And if I had more time at DNI, I would have changed this. It should not be uh, based within the Postal Service, Um, you know, and, and technically it's it's not. They'll tell you that the intelligence gathering is a, is an arm that just works with the post office. But uh, the reality is is that after nine eleven, we realized that our intelligence agencies were getting the pieces of problems, but not communicating and linking those together. And so, I think it's a huge mistake to actually create another bureaucracy because the bureaucracies aren't talking to each other. And that's what we did with uh, the DNI. When we created the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, in theory, it was a coordinating body, and it was to be 100 or 200 people coordinating. Now it's ballooned to 1,800 people plus. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's a competing body. It competes with the other agencies, and there's overlap. I tried. I went in and removed 350 people, and, of course, Politico and all of the Washington, D.C. media uh, attacked nonstop that I was uh, dismissive of counterterrorism. But the reality is, is that we have intelligence agencies, and I think this is what you're getting at, that overlap and do things that already others are doing. And so it's not smart because our tax dollars are being wasted and we're not able to do as much because we're spending uh, double money on the same problem. And sometimes it's it's a waste, a total waste. Well, I, I, 
I bring it up, Richard, because that's the one that is saying that uh, white supremacy is the biggest. You know, they're the ones issuing the warnings um, uh, that uh, Biden uh, in Homeland Security are using uh, some information from the post office, which I find is amazing. We are we are out of time. Um, I want to have you back to talk about Fix California or if you can wait for a minute. We've got another five minutes on the other side. Uh, yeah, it's up I to you. I'd, I'd love to. I can, you can wait. wait. Okay. Richard Grinnell, former U.S. ambassador to Germany, uh, Germany, former acting director of national intelligence and founder of Fix California. We uh, continue here in just a second. First, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It is Rough Greens. Chelsea lives in Pennsylvania. She writes in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She said, I heard you talking about it on the show. I was hesitant at first, but as soon as I opened up the bag of Rough Greens, my dog Zeus came running to it. He's a one-year-old puppy, and dog food upsets his stomach. I make his food now, but I was uh, looking to make sure that he had the proper nutrients in his diet. He loves Rough Greens and has made him happy, healthy, and, uh, and, and thank you so much for talking about Rough Greens. My pleasure. I'm glad you tried it, Chelsea, and I'm glad you're, uh, I'm glad Zeus enjoys it as well. You just sprinkle it on the dog food. It's not dog food itself. It's a supplement filled with vitamins and minerals, probiotics and antioxidants, omega oils, basically all the things that your wife will tell you. You gotta have more of that. Anyway, you get a free bag of rough greens right now. It's a small bag just to try out for a few days. You put it on your dog's food. If they eat it, Order a, a a big bag of it so you can try it out for a month and you will start to see changes in your dog. The first thing is you will notice that they finish all of their food. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck, 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-33. That's a trial bag of Rough Greens. All you do is pay for shipping and handling. Uh, it's a free bag. Just call them now at uh, 833-GLEN-33 or roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Richard, honestly, I wish you were running for uh, governor of uh, of California, but I guess that's that's out of the picture. Well, we're not on, right? Uh, we are on. We are on. <laughs> we are okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we're here, on. Here, here is the reality, Glenn. I, I keep saying that um, I care about the long term future of California, and and that is that is the truth. Okay. And so I want to do the things that we can do in California that fix the problem. I I am not convinced that the current state of California politics of having a recall and getting uh, somebody in, I would say, in November is is when the Democrats are thinking of having an election. Um, is going to fix the problem. And I, and I think we've got an electorate right now that is incredibly frustrated. And to tell them that the only thing that we have to do is just send a temporary governor to Sacramento who would go up to Sacramento and face a supermajority in the Senate against him or her and a supermajority in the mm-hmm. Assembly against him or her. You, you could mm-hmm. veto every single bill and the next day get overridden. And so what I am watching before I make any decision is what are the Democrats going to do with this frustrated electorate? What they have said they're going to do is they are pushing 
uh, a decision out to about September on when and if to do the recall. Now, we have enough signatures on the recall, but the if part mm-hmm. is the Democrats control the state, they control the, the, the Secretary of State, the governor's office, every single statewide office. Christine Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's daughter, a couple of uh, months ago, did an interview uh, with a reporter and said, basically, she said, don't be stupid about this recall. The Democrats know exactly what's at stake. And if Gavin is underwater, he will be forced to resign. We're not going to go through this. We're not going to have a recall. It's too risky. Mm. Now, the Gavin Newsom people, the very next day, started leaking to reporters that Dianne Feinstein was getting old and uh, she said that she would leave in 2022, but she may resign early. And therefore, if she resigned, Gavin would appoint himself. And oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Richard Grinnell, we got to I'm sorry we're out of time. Uh, We'll have you on again. It is always a pleasure to talk to Richard Grinnell. Um, All right. Uh, Let me tell you about uh, let me tell you about our sponsor, Car Shield. Um, If if something goes down in your your car, a chip goes down in your car, you are going to pay through the nose. Uh, It's really expensive already. But if you can even get them, it's going to cost you a lot of money, thousands of dollars. Your car will be done. I mean, they'll just say, you know, you'll say, I can't. I can't afford it. Just uh, get a new car. That's uh, that's not good. That's not good. Your car is uh, needs to be dependable. And the one thing, once it runs out of warranty, uh, it is not something you can't count on is inexpensive repairs. That's why CarShield exists. Car Shield uh, will get so much more out of your car, and you won't have those huge bills. You can work to find the right coverage for you and get the right uh, monthly payment, but it is so well worth the money. It saved me thousands of dollars. CarShield.com slash Beck. CarShield.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck, Stuber Gear, Stephen Crowder, David Rubin, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com, promo code Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday. Um, I don't know if you've been following what's happening in Loudoun County, the school board there. Um, Loudoun County is in Virginia. It's northern part of Virginia, part of the Washington, D.C. metro. Um, it, I mean, it played an essential role in the founding of our nation. George Washington called it the breadbasket of the revolution uh, because of the farmers. At the time, it was the largest county. Now it's the third largest county. But it has gone crazy with uh, critical race theory. So much so that uh, the, they have a Facebook group, the people who are on the side of critical race theory. There is a Facebook page that is trying to dox first the parents. Now they're starting to dox the kids uh, that are part of families that are against critical race theory. And the last I read, one of the, the county attorneys, I think the top county attorney for Loudoun County, was was on that Facebook website saying, keep doing this. You're doing exactly the right thing. It is 
It's crazy what's happening. One of the people, one of the uh, families uh, that are are suing the county now uh, is a a mom. uh, uh, Patty Hildago uh, Menders is on the phone with us now. Patty, welcome to the program. Hi, Glenn. Thank you for having me. Uh, It is the world is upside down in Loudoun County, isn't it? Yes, it is. I've lived here for almost 23 years, and two of my sons have gone through the Loudoun County school school system with no problems. Math, science, English was taught kind of the way we expected. You know, I moved to this area specifically Mm -hmm. for the school system 23 years ago. And now with my last son, who's a sophomore in high school, we are just finding so much upside down indoctrination. What did you what have you found? So I'll be honest, I'm the president of the Loudoun County Republican Women's Club, and many of my club members feel trust that they can trust me, whether it's teachers or parents. They send me screenshots of what the teachers, some teachers are teaching. And one in particular was a high school English senior class, and the teacher had a screen with a white girl and a black girl and kept bullying this student to say, what do you see? What do you see? And the kid is like, I only see two people chilling. Yes. So that was uncovered because my club members sent that to me and that opened my eyes to what's happening. Then in the next couple days, I get my club members sending me screenshots that my name was blacklisted in that anti-racist Facebook page. And that opened my eyes to how how crazy they're thinking that we as parents are the opposition. I mean, there were six school board members in that anti-racist Facebook page. Yes, the Commonwealth attorney, Buddha Buberich, was in that group as well. Even the principal of my son's high school. Now, whether they knew or not, they let this mob blacklist us. And they listed my first and last name. They listed my name of my husband, where my son goes to high school, and three pictures of me. Glenn, they called me a racist. And the irony in that is my parents escaped from communist Cuba. I know darn well what socialism looks like because they taught me. And they taught me to appreciate the freedoms that we've been given here in the U.S. So when they called me a racist, I got mad. And I went to the school board meeting. We only allowed two public comment sessions a month. And I told them to their face how disappointed, school board, that you let this mob go after your constituents, the parents of the students that you're supposed to represent and take care of our children. Your county attorney, it's, it didn't stop. I think it got worse if, if I'm reading things right. Um, because now they were saying on that Facebook page, we've got to find out more about these kids, uh, and send us anything you have on any of the kids. So they're doxing the kids. And then yeah. your county attorney joined in and said, this is the right thing to do. This is, this is they- insane that it's happening in America. They, we were able to FOIA and find out that this, these school board members and wanted to silence the opposition. They want 
It's a war against the parents that do not believe in this indoctrination. They say it's not critical race theory. They say they're not teaching that. But you know what? They use other Mm. words. They use equity, culturally responsive training. And and yes, they are. They are doxing our children. You know, it it also goes to um, the kids that um, go. So we had an opportunity to either do in-person or distance learning. And majority of the conservative families did send their children to in-person. So I feel like that's another avenue where they're able to see who these families are that oppose critical race theory in our school. Mm. Now, it's my understanding that if your son or daughter, um, you either agree or you be quiet. And if you're not quiet, you can be excluded from school leadership programs, reported for disciplinary action. Is that true? Yes. They implemented two, uh, they're calling it student equity ambassadors, and then there's a bias reporting. And the bias reporting allows students anonymously to list eight different reasons why they're reporting this individual, and it could be racial slurs or whatever. And you can anonymously say that this kid did this on this day. Then it goes to the equity committee and they have to investigate. And then the student equity ambassadors can only be a part of the program if they're allies to this CRT training. So it's, it's very scary for, you know, this is an awkward age to begin with, you know, K through 12 kids are still learning. They're still trying to figure out who they are. But for them to push this political indoctrination on our children to be social justice warriors, that's when you're getting a lot of parents that are coming to the school board meetings and saying, be honest with us. What are you doing to our children? And I don't think I I think a lot of uh, uh, cities, school boards, uh, teachers, schools are not being honest. We've seen this around the country where they pull it out and the teachers just continue to say, we'll do it anyway. We'll just rename it. Um, You are working with um, friends of ours, LibertyJusticeCenter.org, and they are they're working with you on this lawsuit. What are you suing for? So my friend Scott Minio, who runs Parents Against Critical Theory, was looking for other Loudoun parents, and he introduced me to um, Liberty Justice Center. And we are suing them for um, our, our children's and our right to freedom of speech based on this equity ambassador program and the bias reporting. Mm. And uh, Liberty Justice Center thinks it's a pretty good case. I mean, if they take your case, um, that's a pretty good sign that they think they can win it. What does it mean if you win? um, That's a good question. I think we could fundamentally end the equity ambassador program. You know, um, they want this this lawsuit to restore our free speech and show that it Mm. violates it and that it violates equality. You know, they don't use the word equality. They use the word equity. Night and day different. Um, Patty, uh, um, when you are out and about, do you do you find people are against you or for you? Or do you find a lot of people coming up and whispering? I'm with you. I just keep going. 
What do you there's find? There's a lot of whispers. Yeah. So oh there's my gosh, a lot of whispers. Cowards. Cowards. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. I, um, I've had to really educate and empower a lot of people to move forward. And I ran a gala and Sebastian Gorka was there and he said, we've got to get more people like Patty, who is brave to come out. It, it, you know, we can't do this alone. And I've been, since I've been filing this re- lawsuit, a lot of anonymous, pe- not anonymous, but strangers have come to me and saying, you're doing a great job. And to be honest, I just need them on board with me. I need them to come to the school board meetings with me. I need them to write letters to the editor. I need them to, um, you know, write letters to the, to the superintendent to say, this is unacceptable. You know, I need more people in the battle with me. I think people are afraid that if you lose, they are going to be outed and they'll be next on the chopping block, which if they don't stand, they will be. I mean, I've, I've said this for years. One, courage is contagious. Um, but two, uh, if you don't fight now, this is the easy part of this fight. It is only going to get harder from here if we don't stand up. If you don't stand up now, mm-hmm. you're not going to stand up. You will be ending up on the wrong side. Well, one thing we're doing that a lot of parents and, and residents are participating is we're recalling six of the school board members that were in that anti-racist Facebook page. So we do have recall efforts uh, that are happening and people are coming out of the woodwork to sign those. Um, as club president, I've got a lot of events and people are going. Um, my cl- my club is actually the largest Republican women's club in the state of Virginia because of all this hmm. liberalness in the last two years that we've been uncovering. So I think people are slowly coming up. They're tired of this cancel culture. They're tired of this wokeness. Um, you know, it really surprised us, but the school board canceled Dr. Seuss. They didn't want his racist books to be a part of read across america program that they had been doing for years um so it's just you know we found out that the school board wants a war with the parents and i just don't understand it you know yeah i have uh, i've watched it around the country several times and uh the uh, many of the teachers and the school boards are they do look at your children like it's their right and their children and that you are a nuisance uh, in all of this. They know what's right. The arrogance is off the charts. Hopefully that will be their undoing. Patty, thank you so much. Is there anything that you yeah. need or that the audience can do? I guess contact Liberty Justice Center if they want to get involved. Um, uh, contact Fight for Schools, which is an organization that's doing the recall. And then Parents Against Critical Theory is a big educational a website. So I'm working really closely with those three organizations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll follow the case, Patty, and hope to have you on again. I hope to actually shake your hand one day. I think you're an amazing woman. <laughs> um, Thank you so Liberty, much. Liberty, you're welcome. LibertyJusticeCenter.org. LibertyJusticeCenter.org. These are the people, they are funding all of the um, uh, litigation for the right cases, the ones that will actually set precedents uh, and we can build to knock the legs out from underneath this. 
um, and they are really, really a good group of people. If you'd like to support her in this, go to libertyjusticecenter.org. You know, cyber criminals are everywhere. We know this because have you checked the price of beef? I mean, I bought some beef ribs the other day, and I thought I was going to have to have, you know, uh, you know, an, an armored car bring them in. Uh, it is crazy what is happening. Some of that is happening uh, because of corruption, which, by the way, uh, you and the audience should know that the uh, there is a bipartisan bill now that's working its way through to get the government to. Uh, look into the Justice Department to look into what's going on with these four companies that I think are colluding against the ranchers. Um, but also, it's not only that, it is also um, a situation where we have cyber terrorists that are coming in and they shut down one of the biggest plants, food processing plants in America. White House isn't doing anything. Nobody's going to help you. Um, you need to take action yourself, but there's no way you can protect yourself from cybercrime. No way. I mean, not even LifeLock can protect against everything. Nobody can. It is constantly changing and it is constantly growing. But you need somebody there to alert you. If something is happening, um, they'll send you an alert so you can, uh, you know, nip it at the bud, if you will. Also, if you don't catch it or they don't catch it, they have a dedicated restoration specialist, old team of people, if you become a victim, to be able to clean it up. I want you to go to lifelock.com and protect yourself. Use the promo code BECK and you'll save 25% off your first year. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 25%. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. It is Friday. There's so much that we didn't get a chance to talk about today. Mm. I'm going to go over some of that in our Friday exclusive only on the Blaze TV tonight at five o'clock. So you don't want to miss that. You know, uh, one of the things we didn't get to was this uh, valedictorian speech here in the Dallas Fort Worth area from this valedictorian who uh, submitted a speech, but it wasn't the speech she gave. The speech that was approved, she ignored, and instead gave a uh, pro-abortion speech uh, to the class, which I a thought... pro... Yeah, pro-abortion. Pro-abortion. Big-time pro-abortion. Huh. Um, now, let me ask you. Um, usually, <laughs> when you do that, they shut the mic off immediately. Yes. But seeing this was pro-abortion, I bet she was allowed to speak. Yeah, she says that there was one woman who was who was motioning frantically off stage for her speech, for her microphone to be cut off, but they didn't. Uh, so mm. Uh, mm. I, she was upset that somebody even motioned that she be cut off. Uh, but she went oh. on and on and on about, you know, the women's right to choose and how it's this new Texas law. The heartbeat law is only you only have six weeks to get an abortion. How unconscionable is that? That you've got six weeks to kill your child, or you can't do it. It's I can't take it. You got you got to see the the video. Um, it's amazing, amazing. Hey and, Pat, thank you so much for uh, joining. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. do that on uh, Monday when you come back on Monday. All right. Uh, but thanks for helping me out in uh, Stu's absence. Uh, we will see you on Monday. See you tonight at five o'clock. Stay safe. God bless. This is the Glenn Beck program.